Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Goose and Gambles podcast. My name is Joe Pulte, joined always by my cohort, Mr. Jordan Collins. Choco, how are we living today? Uh, I feel like I died a little last night. Uh, other than that, if we take away that Ranger game, pretty good week so far. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Probably I know that. one of the worst bad beats I've had in a while. Uh, Especially AOS by my parlay. own team. Yeah, AOS parlay <laughs> was strong. Uh, Red Sox had a good start, but the Astros came back and beat the shit out of the Red Sox. Mariners basically put up 14 on them. On the uh, White Sox, all we needed left was the Rangers. And then uh, our boy Tommy well, Pham, our unofficial you, uh... mascot, is the reason <laughs> yes. why I died. Well, you violated rule number two. There's only two rules of gambling. Number one, never gamble with anything you can't afford to lose, right? Makes sense. Number two, never gamble with your heart. And your heart got hurt last night. This wasn't a hard gamble, I'll tell you right now. Analytically, (laughs) all three of those teams should have fucking won. I mean, I haven't seen a blown save in back-to-back innings like that in a while. That That was just painful to watch. Yep, that was a rough one, but uh cheer you up. It is now fantasy football season. Uh, I have my first draft tonight. Um, definitely done some homework. Uh, I don't know how many leagues you're in. I don't even want to say publicly how many leagues I'm in. We'll just say listed as too many. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, a fantastic time of the year. Nothing better for me, at least, uh, than a fantasy football draft. Uh, and... You know, I just wanted to discuss, I guess, maybe uh, for once and kind of go over some of the players I'm targeting, some of the players I'm avoiding, a little bit of the strategy behind it, because I think that sure. maybe you don't appreciate fantasy football as much as you do other fantasy sports or other gambling, uh, just because it's difficult to crack that first layer, right? The first layer everyone is on, right? It's just you you take some players... You hope it turns out and you get lucky, right? And yes, technically, that's a pretty accurate assessment of fantasy football. Uh, but there is a lot of strategy involved, uh, and there's no more strategy uh, that's more important than the draft. So um, I guess we'll just kind of uh, – I'm going to actually talk here in uh, auction league numbers. Um, no disrespect to snake leagues. Um, but it is, you know, a, a, a deeper, I guess, more skillful, uh, fantasy experience. Uh, I'm in plenty of, uh, snake drafts and, uh, I do enjoy them, but it is basically that first tier of what we were talking about of you draft, you just go, you, you make the choice and you move on. It's, it's like, man, I'll be, like taking... I'll be honest with you. I don't know how. Because I've done auction and NBA drafts, baseball drafts. Those are fine. Like, I can do that. But emotionally and, like, mentally, I don't think I have the balls to do one for fantasy football. It fucking... The the draft itself with just a snake draft stresses me the fuck out. I don't know how y'all do it with auction. I feel like I'm way too emotional when it comes to, like, the players I want. And I'm going to splurge and spend all my money on B. John Robinson. So I I would say, first, first of all, anyone out there, if you really, truly think you are one of the better fantasy players in your league or of your friend group or just period. 
it always makes more sense for you to be in an auction league than a snake league. Snake league is it's like taking a multiple choice test as a kid, right? We all did it. We weren't prepared, but sometimes you can just kind of bullshit your way through it. Injuries, bad luck, whatever. Auction league is giving all of your dumb friends a test with no multiple choice answers. And that is what I guess uh, I'm always excited uh, about uh, from my both just, you know, competitive stance, but also a financial stance is, you know, uh, I think in our, our big money league, uh, we've had six different winners and, and that's over 13 seasons now. Uh, and so the six losers, uh, you know, no offense to them, I would put them in that first category of they just don't understand the uh, deeper strategy or they just, when I say that, most people just don't have the time, I guess, uh, to commit, even though it's not that much time. But, uh, but yeah, anyhow, um, I guess start off the bat, Jordan, you give me someone you are targeting. We, I would say in love with, but it's really hard to be in love with 50 people, <laughs> you know, okay. at once. You want me to go over uh, people that I'm hoping like, I can get in a later snake draft or like something. Yeah, you can you like, can talk about what round you're hoping to get them in, um, or if you have an auction value, you can talk about an auction value. Um, either one will work. Just give, give me your Jackson first. Your... Jigba. Yes, love him. Uh, he is going uh, pretty late uh, overall, uh, and he pairs well with both uh, a, a strategy I love and a player I hate. Um, so Jack, Jackson Smith in Jigba, uh, the wide receiver from Ohio State, I believe. Yep. If, if I'm uh, mistaken. Uh, he's going correct. for about yep. $4 in, in auction leagues. Uh, he is someone who is, I think he's probably in like the wide receiver 40 range. But it would not shock me to see him in the wide receiver mm, 10 to 20 range. Um, definitely could have a big breakout year. Um, I am pretty down on DK Metcalf. He is someone I will be uh, avoiding. Uh, obviously not picking in a snake draft and trying to get others to pick in a draft league. Uh, that's the... I guess one of the little hidden secrets of fantasy football and auction leagues is it's very important to get other people to take the players you don't want, right? I mean, that just makes sense, right? If you think DK Metcalf is going to have a bad year, of course we want to go put it on, you know, Post team. Uh, Alex Post, our friend of the pod. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, it's very important, and most people don't realize, even the beginners to auction leagues, is that you know your first year round, right? Because you do have an order, a draft order for what you're selecting, um, and you should be uh, taking players that you do not want to draft for nomination, right? So first round, first overall, pick one. I'm going to, I would choose DK Metcalf, right? Because I know I don't want DK Metcalf. But I know I'm going to have some people on my league who are going to, uh, you know, just look at his auction value and go, okay, he's 40 bucks. Yeah, I'll bid 33. And that's great. If you get it for 33, or it's even better if they get it for 40, 
perfect. They now have $40 to bid on everything else that I want to bid on. Um, and th basically what this strategy is, there's two ways to implement it, right? There's getting people to bid on the players that you don't want and getting people to spend money so they can have less to, to battle you. And, you know, it uh, settles both of those requirements. Um, sorry, got a little distracted with the baby there. Um, so, yeah. So no, it makes total I mean, sense. I mean, just like in baseball, I just feel like it's so much harder when there's less spots, but I completely get what you're saying. So are you one of those guys where you need to have like, okay, Justin Jefferson comes off the board and the bid starts. Is he the guy that goes for like $70, $80 and you blow your whole load on that? Well, so especially this year, first of all, uh, wide receiver is so deep this year. This is probably the deepest year I can ever remember for wide receiver. Um, so, you know, you're managing a $200 budget. You go and let's get, let's say you get Justin Jefferson for 67 bucks, right? Which is a lot. I, I am one of those people who rarely spends over $40 on a player. Uh, but you could get Justin Jefferson and then go get Justin, or not Justin, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba for $4. And now you're at a $35 average on your two wide receivers and you don't feel as bad about spending that. And you know you have a stud. Um, so it just kind of depends on, you know, obviously your league and where you can get people on that. Um, but I think it's important to realize that this is a year where you don't need three $30 plus wide receivers because there's plenty, plenty of good options from the $1 to the $10 to the $20 to $30 range. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a wealth at wide receiver this year. Um, no, for sure. I'm looking at the list. I'm seeing like all the way, like, uh, what is it? Gabe Davis, Marquise, Marquise Brown, all those guys, Tyler Locker, like in the bottom 30. I mean, literally, uh, I was in a mock draft earlier. Jackson Smith and Jigwa went for $2. Michael <laughs> Thomas went for $4. Now, obviously, you know, he hasn't been Michael Thomas for two years, but um, for $4, a $4, you know, dice roll on a potential top 10 wide receiver, sure. Zay Flowers, the rookie wide receiver for the um, Baltimore Ravens, is yeah, going for... at Boston College. He's going for $4. Really? Um Believe it or not, DJ Moore on my on my like list, nine dollars. <laughs> That's not bad, right? If he can get, if he can just manage to catch those Justin Fields screen passes, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of value there. I know that. Um, so I got a question you know. for you then, since you're talking shit, basically. Are oh, you uh, are you a little? Oh, okay, sure. Are you a little bearish on uh, Waddle? I feel like Waddle last year was such a boomer bust kind of guy, but I'm still seeing people saying like he's going to be incredible this year. Uh, I still do love Waddle. Um, he is uh, someone I would draft. Um, there's three, I call them uh, mid, in that 25 to $40 range wide receivers that I wouldn't mind splurging on. Um, number one, uh, Jalen Waddle, perfectly fine with doing that. Um, 
it just unfortunately because of his price, it makes it hard to do a, a Dolphins wide receiver stack this year. Right. Last year, a lot of people benefited from a Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle stack. Um, but I also love Amon Ross St. Brown, who's going anywhere from 30 to the highest 45. Um, he's a, a target high on my list. Uh, and Calvin Ridley, averaging anywhere between 25 and $35. Um, you know, you get two I'm of those actually, three. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Calvin Ridley. I'm kind of hoping I can get him late in the draft picks of my other drafts. What? I, I mean, can... you know, fellow gambler Cal- Calvin Ridley, shout, shout out to him. No, he, one of the main reasons why I do love him, because he is a baller. He wasn't betting against himself. He was betting something, uh, my team's going to win. And I think that's great. I think that's a real team player first attitude. That's completely fine. That said, I, I do really think he'll finish up as like a top five wide receiver. I think that's a guy that'll slip under the cracks there. Hopefully I can get him super late. But I really do like uh, Ridley this year. Who else you got on your either like or love list? Uh, trying to look at running backs here real quick. Because I I have a feeling everybody's going to go but, uh, like just wild with wide receivers. I'm trying to look at like some something that I can get later that could be like a seal of the draft. Like kind of the Kenneth Walker of last year. I'm trying to find that guy. And I... I've been watching, of course, I'm a little homer here, but I really do like Roshan Johnson. I think the, Johnson. the split back between him and Khalil Herbert, that is a little worrisome, but I really think Roshan is like, I think that is a very sneaky pick. Uh, it's a guy yes, I like. I don't, I don't mind Roshan Johnson at all. Um, I think he is uh, definitely one dynasty keeper leagues. Go ahead and draft him late and stash him. Um, and yeah, we'll see what the, that Bears offense can do. Uh, I'm pretty excited to watch it. Obviously, I know you are as a Bears fan, but uh, they are one of my target teams. Uh, another strategy when it comes to fantasy football is I definitely will target specific teams and avoid certain teams, right? Sorry, I love Miles Sanders, but I want no part of the you know Carolina offense this year, right? That is probably one of the uglier games I've seen in preseason this year. It's just them playing offense. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's another team, uh, Atlanta. Probably, I don't don't need to draft any Atlanta players. I'm sorry. I don't need to spend $67 on Bijan Robinson, who is in a talented backfield in a terrible offense. Um I just don't I don't see him <laughs> reaching that kind of value. And I don't know that anyone ever has reached that value in their rookie year. Um, so additionally, uh, you know, a couple teams I love. I love the Lions. love the Bears. I'm kind of in on the Packers, too. Maybe this is a really fun division again, you know, because, I mean, you can make the case all four teams could win the division, I think. Um yeah, uh, I'm actually going to be a little bit down on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles compared to last year where I was all in. Um, I mean, it's a good buy, sell high kind of situation there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, the one that I go back and forth on is the Jets. You know, uh, I really don't know what to make of them. Um you know, obviously, if I could get Garrett Wilson at a not crazy value, sure, I probably would do it. 
If I needed a backup quarterback, would I take Aaron Rodgers? Sure. Do I trust the running back situation? No. <laughs> Do I trust anything else going on with that team? Not really. I mean, they could win the division or be terrible and be in last place. Uh, that's another one I just don't know what to do with. Uh, another riser, we saw it last night, Washington Redskins. Sam Howell, oh. is he the next Patrick Mahomes? All right, let's calm down. Uh, no, but like, how much money is too much money for Sam Howell? $10 is too much. All right, I'm just saying, he's got the exact same amount of odds as Justin Jefferson to win MVP, so they should be pretty equal, right? Fantasy football, no. But in betting, also, no. <laughs> I don't know. A wide receiver has... Honest, yeah, uh, you know, it's just really hard for a wide receiver, unfortunately, to, to win that honor. However, Justin Jefferson, I'd say I'd, he's got definitely in that category if he could. Right? Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, those are the only two I probably would put in that category. Yeah. What are you going to do with this tight end situation? So clearly you're not a guy that's a big spender. So you're not going to get Kelsey, Mark Andrews. You might be affordable for TJ Hawk. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> shit, I don't, want, I don't want to say this out, out loud in case uh, our friends do listen, but I'm going all in on Hawkinson. I'm, that's my plan. Uh, in our big money league is to spend 25 bucks and get T.J. Hawkinson. Um, which, so we'll talk about strategy. We talked about a little bit earlier. So what I will do is uh, another person I will put up right off the bat is George Kittle, who, you know, I think is, is probably fine. He's probably going to finish in the, the top 10. But I don't see George Kittle winning me games at the tight end position. Uh, so therefore, I would rather put him out early and get one less person who wants to bid on TJ Hawkinson out of there. So that's my goal is to get Kittle. And obviously, you know, if I can get Darren Waller uh, nominated before Hawkinson, then that greatly helps my odds of winning a, a bidding battle, so to speak. So basically um, in this situation, I mean, if you can't for some reason get Hawkins, somebody else spins you in some weird way. I really do like uh, this Dalton Kincaid guy with the Bills. I think that's something to look for. And then even last year with Cole Komet, talking about the Bears again, Cole Komet got on pretty fucking hot towards the end of the season. Yes. Yeah, he definitely did. Um, I, I wouldn't be upset. Uh, basically, if I don't get one of my like five tight end targets, then I will switch my strategy during the draft to basically be... Uh, uh, what would you call it? Um, uh, just almost like a waiver wire pickup. Not a waiver wire pickup, but I'll take someone way at the end and just forget about the, the tight end position. Once you get past probably Goddard. Um, I don't know, though. I mean, it's actually not a bad uh, lineup for the tight end position, right? Because you can get Evan Ingram, Pat Firemuth, Goddard, pretty cheap. Um, so and... my next question then... Um... Are you posting up Kyle Pitts as your first tight end off the board so somebody has to get stuck with him? That would be fantastic, yeah. Because that's, I, would I think... I be down for that, and <laughs> that is something I will admit, uh, you know, before drafts, you know, you, you have a couple friends in your league that you know you wouldn't be upset if they won because they're your friends versus, like, other people. You're like, man, I just really hope this person doesn't win the league. 
And so, you know, in some leagues, especially this league I'm drafting in tonight, we've had conversations before the draft where we're like, okay, you put up these first three players and we'll make all the other idiots in our league spend money that they don't need to spend. <laughs> uh, and so that's basically just, you know, how it can go. There's a little bit of a survivor alliance uh, in this uh, league that I'll be drafting in later tonight. And, uh, you know, it works out most of the time. Although last year I kind of got screwed, but water under the bridge. We have a new game plan this year, and it is to get some of these uh, other teams to spend a ton of money. Uh, 70 bucks on Cooper Cup. Yeah, absolutely. You can definitely have them for that. Uh, Bijan, 64. I mean, like I said before, that's a lot. Uh, Josh Allen, 35. Uh, I think the the Bills run game is going to be better this year. I also, I don't know why, but, you know, Josh Allen has been very healthy his entire career, even though he does play a a pretty physical game. Um, I don't know. Uh, The Bills could win the Super Bowl, or they could have tragic injuries and miss the playoffs, and all of those scenarios are in play. Uh, So I'm avoiding Josh Allen and most of the Bills this year. All right, I got a question for you then, because you seem a little, you're all over the place with the Bills. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers for pretty cheap? I think he's going to have a much significant, better, significantly better year than last year. I actually think he has a competent, like, wide receiver core, decent running backs. I really think that's a sleeper of quarterback play. Yes, and especially if they can pull off this trade for Bakhtiari, which, like, why, why isn't the league stepping in and being like, uh, guys, this is how it's supposed to go. Um, as a Dolphin fan, that annoys me. But, um, yeah, Not I mean, he was, pretty, he was pretty terrible. But I'll tell you what, if you if Aaron Rodgers does get take, taken, you know who I wouldn't mind a little late-round flyer on? Jordan Love. Sam Howell. Oh, oh. Jordan Love and Sam Howell, to be honest. Um, you know, are they going to finish in the top five at the quarterback position? No. Um, but can they break the top 12? They could. Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the Packers, we're going we're gonna to find a lot about how good Matt LaFleur is. Um, but so far, it's gotten pretty good reviews of training camp and preseason. Um, you know, Christian Watson, they got some young guys. They still got Aaron Jones, still got AJ Dillon, still got a good defense and they still got Lambeau field. Um, you know, there's, there's definitely, uh, some upside here with uh, both Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers late round. Who, uh, who else do you have on your list? Actually, while we're talking about it, one player, uh, I'm definitely targeting because I'm kind of surprised they're going to be so cheap is James Cook for the Bills. Like I said, I expect the Bills running game to be much better this year. He's going for eight dollars. Um, you know, uh, essentially, if I can spend sixty dollars between my first two running backs and then probably another thirty to forty uh, on the rest of my running back roster, I feel pretty good. Um, you know, yeah, right now I'm just looking at a, a hypothetical team here. You could have Justin Fields. And DJ Moore, right? So you do a stack. James Cook, grab uh, Hawkinson, get Amon Ross, St. Brown, pick up um, Travis Etienne, 
and then Damian Pierce and Alvin Kamara, and you would still have like 40 bucks left. Uh, and that's a you know a pretty exciting lineup that could put up a lot of points. Um, you know, you. obviously it's really hard to to draw up a lineup and you know go in and have the perfect draft. Um, but for me, most most of fantasy is just uh, avoiding the guys you are pretty positive that are going to be bad and taking some chances on some people who can win your your league. So, what do we think about a running backs talk right here? Jonathan Taylor Thomas over there is able to go look for a trade. Do you think that fucks up any of your plans with James Cook if he goes to the Bills? Because I think the Bills are big suitors in that. Yeah, that I mean, that definitely would. I would be very surprised to see him end up on the Bills. Um, there was a pretty fun scenario where I saw him possibly go to the Bears. Um, I don't think they would do that because I think they like Roshan Johnson enough. Um, but obviously that would be a pretty fun offense. Um, the even crazier one would be going to the Dolphins. Um, I guess maybe because we were so linked with Dalvin that people think we would make a move, but... Um, I don't know. Our talented rookie uh, just hurt his shoulder, but I don't think it's expected to be too long. Uh, so hopefully they won't make that move. I mean, if he went to the Dolphins, of course, you know, I would talk myself into it, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a pretty sick twisted feeling like he's going to land on the Chiefs somehow. Uh, but other than that, <laughs> I also don't think, well, like, I, I think what the Colts are asking for is way too much. I don't think... After what you saw with the contracts of running backs, I don't think they're going to get a first round and pay Jonathan Taylor more. It just doesn't make sense. No, absolutely not. Uh, and, you know, I think uh, especially to, uh, I think a lot of owners probably just roll their eyes anytime they hear the name Jim Irsay. Uh So I don't think they want to do him any favors. Right. I think, right. you know, there's definitely. Obviously, every team in their division, but also like just other teams would rather be like, you know what? Or we don't trade for them, and that team is probably going to be a dumpster fire this year. And yeah, why not? If we really want him, we can sign him once he does become a free agent. Um, so I don't know. I'd be shocked to see him traded. Because like you said... Yeah, I'm the- kind of at the same point too. Which honestly, that being said, I do kind of think that, hey in your auction or in any draft, you can probably get them pretty late with this going on right now. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Um, elsewhere, I'm looking around at a couple other rookies, uh, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. I mean, you know, of course you can use a, a late round dynasty flyer on them, but I'm probably not going to look to draft any of them. I know a lot of people are big on Anthony Richardson and I want to, I actually kind of like him, uh, which is very weird to say for a Florida Gator. I usually despise them all. Um, I kind of want him to be good, but I also, you know, I have that, uh, I don't know, that monkey on my shoulders that's like, this is probably not going to go the way people think it is. Uh, I watched him play at Florida. was not very accurate. Yes, he's a good athlete, but... I don't know. I don't see it. And I don't see it in that offense. Um, Maybe I could be wrong, Uh, but I'm probably going to avoid Anthony Richardson. Um, Just not a player that's high on my list. Uh, Anybody else you got on your love or hate list? 
I do want to take a little bold prediction here. I know you brought up like rookie quarterbacks. Uh, I think uh, CJ Stroud is going to be far better than Bryce Young this year. I would, in a dynasty league that I'm in, I'm definitely looking at him. I think that Texans team is built a little different. I think there's a little bit of a different culture going around now. I think it's a good start. I actually really like him. I think that might be the best quarterback in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really think of anybody I would rather have, right? Jordan Love and Sam Howell. I mean, this is kind of a rookie year for them, but they're not rookies. Um, elsewhere, Will Levis, nope. I don't see it. <laughs> I know he got a big manage sponsorship today, but that doesn't mean anything once you step on the field. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's a, a pretty uh, good prediction and one we should maybe look for props, which I think we'll probably discuss next week. Uh, some season-long props and maybe rookie of the year props. Um because I'm sure yeah. Anthony Richardson has a lot of money on him, but you could probably get a good value with CJ Stroud. Yeah, I'm taking a sports detox this weekend. That being said, I'm really looking forward to watching college football week zero, but I will be in Seattle basically from Thursday all the way to Monday. I don't know, go into the woods, see some cool shit, but I will be taking a slight sports detox this weekend. Uh, that said, I will be at a Mariners nope. game, so not really... Really I was going to say, no boots on the ground? <laughs> That's not really a detox? No, I don't know. They're, I think it's just, uh, get out of Austin, Texas. Maybe enjoy some 60-degree weather. That, that'd be the real detox. So, yeah, when I get back, I'm looking forward to future NFL talk with you there. Uh, I kind of have a couple week zero picks, just since we won't be talking since. Sure. Uh, one of my favorite games, just because these teams are going to suck so hard, Massachusetts at New Mexico State. Uh, UMass went 1-11 last year, had a 5-7 against the spread record. They were 3-4 as away dogs. New Mexico State, not a terrible squad. They went 7-5 last year, had a decent against spread record. It opened up at 7.5 New Mexico State University. It is now to 6. I really like that number. Uh, I think they've played the last two years, and New Mexico State has won by that spread as well. So I'm big on New Mexico State as a home favorite. Uh, big, the big game, just Navy at Notre Dame. And I'm saying at Notre Dame, it's really in Dublin. Do you have any looks at this or any things you think of? Yeah, obviously I will is... definitely try to, uh, you know, um, take Notre Dame in that matchup. Um, but I don't, it's obviously going to be a, a pretty huge money line. I would imagine. Yeah. Do you remember last year when we were, it was Nebraska Northwestern. And I think Northwestern won the game outright, even though Nebraska was like a 17-point favorite. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm very nervous taking that big of a spread of 21 and a half points. Is it 21 and a half? 20 and a half. I don't know, maybe, so what is it? Probably going to be 10 and a half the first half. Um, you know, if you think Notre Dame's going to win by 30 or more, there's probably a chance they're going to sit Sam Howell for their you know, second half. That's a good point. That's a good point. This might be my first uh, team total first half, Notre Dame. But yeah. Yeah, what, what that, is the team total? I'm trying to pull it up. I know the game total is 50 and a half, but yeah, I don't so, really trust that. 
the total points right now, and it's just full game total points. Uh, Notre Dame thirty four and a half. I'm having trouble finding just regular. I don't think they have a team total first half yet. It's probably around seventeen and a half. Um, if it's under seventeen, I'd probably take it. Right, two touchdowns and a field goal seems like a pretty decent bet. Um, obviously, this is you know predicting Notre Dame to start out hot, but they got a quarterback. We know that, right? He's certainly capable. If he can do it at Wake Forest, I would imagine he can do it at Notre Dame. Um, yeah, they got better everything there. So that should be a good one. Um, other than that, week zero, uh, fun games. I see that USC is playing San Jose State. This will be a USC home game. They're only favored by 30 and a half points, and I think that's not enough. I really do think USC puts up 60 points on them. Uh, so I think that's an easy cover there. They might hit the over by themselves of 63 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I'd um, definitely maybe that, parlay action. Um, yeah, I mean, just, all the other uh, stuff. Is... Yeah, Just to piss was, off the US, UCF people that listen to the show, I really do like Kent State plus 36 and a half. Kent State plus 36 and a half. Oh, that's not this Thursday. That's next Thursday, though. There's, oh, October 31st. August 31st. I'll be back yep. in town for that one, so if you really want to talk. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, I'm sure Orlando's about to be flooded with Kent State fans, so maybe I'll let you know how it is. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool um i think that's all we got uh then for today's lineup um, do you have anything for baseball you wanted to throw in last minute i think i'm on a uh, raise braves uh parlay today i'm not on the raise today i just don't believe in them anymore they've given me no reason to um <laughs> drama or not i just don't think they're good i think their pitching is all dead um yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong like, it, you have basically, like, AAA and AA guys now pitching for the Rays, which is usually the case. But, I don't know. I feel like this is a weird game, and I feel like we're almost getting too much money on the, or too much value on the Rockies to not take. So, I do kind of like the Rockies plus one and a half, just to hang in there with them. But, other than that, I think the Mariners is probably one of the hottest baseball teams in the world right now. And they're going up against the White Sox. I think they should easily beat them. I'm on the yep. Mariners' money line. Uh, what was the other one? Um, this Boston Astro game is pretty interesting. I'm just looking at the AL West right now, uh, just because that race is going to be pretty intense for the next month and a half. I might lose some years off my life paying attention to it. Uh, I'm not big on Verlander. He's just not looked like the same. Like he's look, he's been pretty bad ish. Good enough to win games and keep his team in there, but like he's given up three or four runs. I feel like if the Red Sox can take advantage of that they could put up and like kind of just like hit the gas and hit the gas hard i i do like the red sox plus one and a half i believe the the line on that is minus 155 i'm leaning that direction there um nice um, i don't know what I to like do a... with this rangers oh i'm sorry oh i was just gonna say uh you know marlins padres luzardo snell Kind of seems like, you know, if it's not more than minus 140, then it's an automatic no-run first inning. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, I 
I do like that. Uh, I actually like the Padres to win this outright. Snell has made me eat my words this year. Uh, so ever since he got Gary Sanchez, he's become the greatest pitcher of all time. So I will ride the Snell train on that one. Uh, and I'm looking, games, it's minus 145. So it's, it's right really there. Good. Yeah, you know, a little sprinkle on there. Hopefully free money. We'll see. I'm worried about betting on the Braves. Bryce Elder was good to start off, has tailed a lot recently. I think the Mets have nothing to lose, and they're playing like it, especially watching them last night. That well, this, like, is the, just... this is the Mets Super Bowl. That's what does worry me about it is, you know, if they could beat any team, they want to beat the Braves. Yeah, um, here we go. I like this one a lot. You ready for it? It's a no-brainer. Give me the Pittsburgh Pirates team total, whatever the fuck it is, first five innings. Against, uh, who is it, Wainwright? Yep. Yeah, I remember I saw it earlier, and then I remembered that, <laughs> yes, we did win this exact bet last time he pitched, uh, but it, it was only, you know, it was over two and a half, and we only got the three, and it was in the fifth inning, and, you know, some things had to happen, so. Oh, I'm sorry, did we lose that bet, Joe? <laughs> no, no, we just sweated a little bit, and that's, that's just what I remember, you know, I had to go do laundry. Uh, Ooh, after I got another one for you here. All right. We have Carlos Radon coming off the IL against the Nationals. I kind of want to take Nationals. What do you think? I mean, I just, yeah. Uh, they have a, a, a at least okay pitcher uh, going. Um, I like Josiah that. Gray a lot. Yeah, I have no reason to be excited about the Yankees in any fashion. And... Uh, you know, especially if it's a single bet, you just get a, a free way to double root against the Yankees. So um, I really like the Nationals plus one and a half full game at minus one thirty four. I feel like that is a very good value. Josiah Gray's no scrub. Carlos Rodon has been not great. No, he's been pretty fucking terrible, actually. Um, yeah, I think that's a fair play right there. And I don't think, I, if anything, I really like the over as well. Uh, over eight and a half, I think both teams could get blown up pretty quickly once Josiah Gray gets pulled. That Nationals bullpen's terrible. Yeah. Um, one other thing I was looking at, that Cardinals-Pirates game, the over-under is 10. Uh, the over 13 and a half is plus 280. So if you liked another little bet and you just wanted to throw in like a bonus thing, let's say you wanted uh, a um, Mariners money line and... Uh, maybe go o- over 13 and a half in that Cardinals Pirates, you'd be getting some very good odds on a, a lower entry into that parlay, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's all I really got for baseball there. Uh, I see that Noah Syndergaard is going up against his old team, maybe a revenge game there for the Guardians, Guardians-Dodgers. But other than that, I'm not really, baseball's been breaking my heart every single night. I'm pretty over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know it does feel like that it's the end of the baseball season and yet there's still quite a bit more baseball left um so i don't know i'm still going to find a way to obviously enjoy it for the rest uh of the night and what we're talking yeah so uh you know mariners money line cardinals uh pirates alternate line over 13 and a half uh 25 gets you 130 of that so a little mm. spicy fun parlay 
Cool. Um, all right. Well, that's all we got for today's episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like, follow us, subscribe. Uh, check out the Twitter. Check out the Discord. We are popping. Uh, and then we're going to have a lot more episodes here over the next few weeks as we ramp up uh, full-fledged into football season. So thank you guys for tuning in. All right. Later, guys.